I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, I'm Liana Holston. And I'm Sienna Maria. Hey. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe space for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching... Goodfellas. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Number 92 on the AFI list. Warning. There will be spoilers about this aggressive old film. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Hey. Oh, hey. hey, I'm walking here. Wise guy. Hey, he's a good guy. Come on. A couple of wise guys. Well, I'm just busting my balls over here. You're busting my what? balls. Always busting my You're balls. Busting my ball. I'm just busting your balls a little bit. Stop busting my balls. Ball buster. Balls were busted. Mmm. Mmm. Sienna. Yeah? Sienna, did you know what was to come? <laughs> did you know? Uh, well, did you know about let's this? Let's listen to my prediction, shall we? I would love to. Hi, Liana. It's Sienna. I'm about to watch Goodfellas. I don't know anything about this, except I am guessing uh, that it is about gangsters Mm -hmm. slash the mob again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get it mixed up with that one, the movie where there's the guy, where where they do all the threads on the bulletin board of crime. And then, spoiler alert at the end, the guy, the limp, he doesn't have a limp anymore. But that's not what this is, I don't think. That was a huge setup. This is good fellas. Oh, sunny episode? A movie that's going to be Italian-American. Italian-American. Right, I love you, goodbye. Unu- I think it's Unusual Suspects, or The Usual Suspects. Unusual Suspects. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so you spoiled The Usual Suspects? Yes, and I am sorry. Um, I don't think I will ever be, unless it's for this podcast, watching that film. There was still a so part I'm of not me worried. when I said that. But apologies to everyone else. Yeah, sorry, everyone. Sorry to my dad, who's going to be pissed at me. But um, there uh, was still a part of me that was like, maybe this is that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. why I associate them. So all this is to say, I did not know anything. I did not know oh. anything at all. Cool. Truly at all. Liana, interested Similarly. to hear your prediction. Here to you from me is my <laughs> prediction of Goodfellas. Hi, Sienna. Hi. It's Liana. I'm about to watch Goodfellas. <laughs> I don't Good really know fellas. anything about this movie. I don't even know the runtime. Haven't even looked that up yet. But I, Sorry. my prediction is, <laughs> Thank I'm you. doing it. I'm actually making a prediction for once. Good. I predict a <laughs> bunch of boys, yeah. probably 70s, but maybe it's a period okay. piece. You both? I kind of hope, weirdly, both. or not. That Joe Pesci is in this. What? I feel like he might be. I know. 
and probably it's all maybe about the mafia um in which case i worry once again about my search history for the historical context love you bye that was the best thing you've ever done (laughs) (laughs) that was the best work you've ever done (laughs) oh come on (laughs) yeah you were very right thank you yeah Uh uh-huh i felt i felt proud you should feel while the film was going i said okay good for me yeah the runtime by the way a hot two hours 30 minutes another big in another long in big film long movie well well so much happened there was so much to think about but sienna Mm -hmm. would you please distill into into a, a fine wine a delicious meal a short synopsis the movie goodfellas absolutely it's hard for me to not hit the emphasis on fellas and i know that's wrong good fellas good fellas good fellas good fellas <coughs> here she goes good fellas Mobster Henry Hill describes his lifelong love of the gangster life, narrating to us about mafia activities, culture, rules and rituals from the 1960s Mm. to 1980. Mm. His wife Karen gets pissed at him a lot, but is also Mm -hmm. obsessed with him. Mm. His two main allies are Jimmy and Tommy, played by Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci, respectively. Eventually in the movie, after getting back from prison, Henry starts selling cocaine without the blessing of mob higher-ups, and this leads to his eventual demise in the organization. In the end, Hill goes into witness protection to spend the rest of his days alive, but bored AF. Mm -hmm. The end. Yay! Because it is a mob movie, the classic stuff happens. They're shooting people left and right. Guys can't control their tempers. Some are just having ego on them and just killing whatever. They kill for organizational reasons. They're always cheating on their wives. Blah, 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 blah. They make a great looking meal every other scene. They're making dinner in this movie. I get hungry every time I think about it, which is so confusing for me. (laughs) Because this movie was so violent. <gasps> oh my god. Liana. Oh my god. Hello. Do you have historical context for this film? I sure do. And once again, to both the American and the Sicilian mafias. Mafia? Mafia? I am not interested in becoming at all um b- Please do not perceive me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello. Um. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, and welcome. What is welcome in Italian? Bienvenuto. Uh, ben Benvenuto. Bienvenuto. Benvenuto. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. An Italian, a Sicilian welcome to all of you to the historical context for Goodfellas, the 1990 gangster film. It was adapted from the 1985 nonfiction book Wise Guy by Nicholas Pileggi, who then co-wrote the film with Martin Scorsese, who directed it. Tiny man, huge glasses. (sighs) It is indeed, as it says at the start, based on a true story. So all of the main guys are based off of real life mobsters. Henry Hill, played by Ray Liotta, is based off of actual real life henry hill but the other mobsters names have been slightly changed tommy devito who joe pesci plays was inspired by tommy two gun de simone polly cicero who paul sorvino plays was inspired by paul vario polly played by paul inspired by paul fun (laughs) jimmy conway played by oh robert de niro was inspired by jimmy the gent burke I don't really know why they changed their names, given that we know who the real life versions of them are. But there you go. 
They all, all these characters are part of the Lucchese crime family. Tommy Lucchese was one of the founding fathers of the American mafia back in like the 20s, 30s. And that crime family was one of New York's five families, which we discuss in our very first ever Tossed Popcorn episode on The Godfather. Mm. So if you're looking for a bit more history of the mafia in general, you can give that episode a listen. The Lufthansa heist. Yeah. Yeah. The big heist that we sort of don't see in the movie, but that's very pivotal to the plot. On December 11th, 1978, $5.8 million in cash and jewels was robbed from the Lufthansa Airlines cargo terminal at JFK Airport in New York. Lufthansa cargo supervisor Louis Werner was the inside man on the job. He approached wig shop owner Martin Krugman. Wow. Uh-huh. Morris. Who then passed the tip on to Henry Hill. The heist itself was over in 64 minutes. Wow. And nobody was physically injured. They Emotionally, though? Yeah, I'm sure. People were a bit, you know, <laughs> distressed. By the situation, because they did, like, corral people into a room and, like, hold them at gunpoint while taking the items. It was the largest heist in U.S. history at the time. And while nobody was killed on the day, (laughs) later on, the bodies started to pile up. That was crazy. Oh, and it was pretty much all true. Whoa. Uh, Krugman, the wig shop owner, was killed and dismembered a month after, and his body was never found. That's according to Henry Hill's sort of testimony. Parnell Stax Edwards, played by Samuel L. Jackson in the movie, did not take the heist van to the junkyard after the heist, as he was supposed to, and as a result, was shot in the middle of eating dinner by, I don't know, who's to say... Uh, Louis Roast Beef Cafora did indeed buy his wife Joanna a custom pink Cadillac with some of the money from the heist, despite being told to lay low for a while. And both Louis and his wife Joanna disappeared and their bodies were never found. And by the summer of 1979, a total of nine people had been murdered. And all of those were most likely either carried out or ordered by Jimmy Burke, who is, again, the inspiration for the character that Robert De Niro plays Mm -hmm. in the movie. It was cuckoo bananas. Cuckoo. It sort of made me wonder, why why do a heist if you're then going to feel like you have to kill everybody involved? Yeah. Like, imagine if Ocean's Eleven or Ocean's Thirteen, the next movie, it was like Ocean's One, because they decided they had to kill the entire rest of the team and everybody who knew about it. Yeah. You just, you got to build trust. You, You need to be a trusting person. And finally, Henry Hill, the real-life guy who Ray Liotta plays in the movie. He was a mid, middle-level hustler in the Lucchese crime family. He did indeed start around the age of 11. And ultimately, by like the late 70s, was selling drugs behind the back of boss Paul Vario. And that is kind of what began his demise, as we see in the movie. he Henry Hill was arrested on a narcotics trafficking charge in 1980, and it was indeed that arrest that prompted him to enter the witness protection program with his family because he was very concerned that Jimmy Burke was going to have him killed because of his knowledge about the Lufthansa heist and also everything else, you know, all the mm-hmm. other uh, crimes <laughs> that the crime family had done as a family. And so he decided to enter witness protection. Henry Hill said, quote, little by little, the more people got killed, the more I started to realize that I just might be one of them eventually, end quote. So decided to enter witness protection and testify for the FBI, become an informant for the FBI Henry Hill testified about dozens of crimes done by mob associates, including Burke and Vario. Burke and Vario both got convicted of crimes and sent to jail, and they both died of lung cancer while in jail. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah. Um, Hill's testimony secured up to 50 convictions total, which is pretty cuckoo crazy, and feels like another one of those like beginning of the end 
of like the mob days mm-hmm. in New York, you know, how the Godfather sort of feels that same way. Although I, I don't think the mob is like over, but I'm I'm not saying that publicly. Okay. Um, but the heyday, yeah. The heyday. The heyday. Says Nicholas Pileggi of Henry Hill, quote, Hill had grown up in the mob. He was only a mechanic, but he knew everything. He knew how it worked. He knew who oiled the machinery. He knew literally where the bodies were buried, end quote. (sighs) Um, But while he did enter witness protection in 1980, he was uh, kicked out of the program (laughs) later on. He was expelled from the program around the late 80s, early 90s due to he kept doing crimes. <laughs> he blew their family's cover, I think, more than once to the point that they had to move states. Then in 1987, Henry Hill was convicted of drug trafficking in federal court in Seattle. Seattle, hello. King. So then by about 1990 or so, he had been fully kicked out of the witness protection program and had to just kind of live publicly. And he led a somewhat public life later in his life, even appearing on popular radio shows as a guest, like as himself. And then ultimately, Henry Hill died at age 69 of a heart attack, a death that The Guardian labeled anticlimactic. (laughs) Wow. I know, sort of the meanest thing you can say about somebody's death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a great one. <laughs> oh, we were all hoping it would be something different. And that is the end of the historical context for good fellas. Wow. A mob movie. Is this episode funny to you? What's funny about it? We'll be right back. Liana, thank you so much for that fantastic historical context. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Liana, mm. shall we do phone notes? <laughs> yes. Yes, we shall. <laughs> this is, of course, phone notes where we look at the notes that the person took on their phone while watching the movie. And Sienna, you have written, say what you will about Martin Scorsese, but he's Italian. <laughs> okay. The man is Italian-American, yes. and he's going to make sure you know it. Annoying when film boys are like Scorsese. Oh, Scorsese's my favorite. Blah 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 yeah. blah blah. Say what you mm-hmm. will about him. He's gonna make a movie with a with 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 pasta in it, and that you gotta yeah. give him. And that part, yeah. If if that's what you're looking for, he's gonna deliver. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Leon. Sorry, everyone. Your very yeah. first note, and I actually wonder when it was. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mm. Oh, your very first note that you've highlighted is, oh my God, I have muted the film. Yeah. Now, in the first 11 now seconds. Now, I knew, I knew that it would be violent, sort of, but I thought it was going to be one where I could predict when I was going to need to mute the film uh-huh. and look away, turn my laptop away from me. The way that this movie is done with all its frenetic cutting back and forth and also of people, you could not see it coming. You didn't know when it was going to be happening. You didn't know when it was going to stop. And then when it was going to start again. (sighs) And he stabbed him so much. Oh my gosh, he stabbed him so much. Joe Pesci was stabbing that man so very much. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Liana, I'm loving your next note, which is, I wish Ray Liotta would shut the hell up. (laughs) At what point? Because he was in the whole movie. He was talking. Yeah, no. You mean the I narration? Realized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you were trying to wish away the movie itself, which is fair. I, I think I really was. <laughs> oh my god, we didn't do a content warning. Oh my god. Oh my god. Content warning. Content warning for domestic abuse, graphic violence, mob violence. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Anti-Semitism, racism, racism, homophobia. Yeah, mob movie, guys. Yeah, mob movie. Okay. Liana, <laughs> very happy mm. to see this note from you. You've said, how is it possible oh. that I miss Al Pacino? I didn't even want to write this yeah, down because I was afraid that you would see it. <laughs> Why did you miss him? It really, I was missing sort of, ugh, <laughs> the artistry. <laughs> 
Yeah. I was missing the score specifically of The Godfather and the like sweeping like nah, 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 whatever it is. Just the like Italian countryside maybe. There there's some like some some pretty stuff you get to look at in The Godfather. Yeah. yeah. And nothing is pretty in this movie. Everything's more orchestral and grand. Yeah. Yeah. This one was a 90s movie. This one as you said Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro are being insane right now. <laughs> And that was a and good portion. And they were for the whole time. That was a good portion of the movie. I, I will say, I was very happy to see Robert De Niro. He's good. He's hot as hell. He's been, Sorry. He's been so annoying and played some horrible characters and things that we've seen. Yeah. But he is a good actor. And It's a weird one. Like, I really hate every film I've seen him in. I have just truly not enjoyed watching them. But I love to look at him. This is what's tough about male culture is I'll just be like, I think that maybe you have good acting abilities, but I've only seen you ever mm-hmm. portray things that I would never want to watch uh-huh. and that I feel unsafe around. Yeah. Sienna, you wrote, I liked the first wholesome quarter of this film so much. And what are you counting as the first quarter? Are you saying it starts like at minute two of the movie after that man has... <laughs> Been stabbed in the trunk and shot 11 times. Yeah. The one place I'm more desensitized and surprised is like the violent parts. They're not as memorable for me. The beginning of the movie is just him narrating, talking about what, you know, getting involved in this stuff. And then he like falls in love with Karen. Mm -hmm. And that was all. I was like, this is chill. This is like the most fun mob movie we've seen because it's all 90s and freeze frame. And it's like keeping up the pacing. And, you know, Scorsese, I don't know about his other stuff, whatever. But, you know, I was enjoying the camera choices. Like, suddenly we're going <laughs> we're going through this bar and everybody's, look, you know, like, giving a little pithy remark to the camera as it zooms past yeah. them. And I was like, this is fun. This is fun. And then mm-hmm. I, I looked at where we were at in the oh. movie and I'm like, oh, there's so much time for things to turn around. <laughs> it was so long. This movie was so very long but what's weird is that i also enjoyed parts of it yeah it was it was there was an energy to it that i was like this i see the way in which this is fun yeah it was to watch yes yeah there minus was... all of the parts that i have to skip and what's just so frustrating is like it feels like oh it's better for these reasons and then it's straight up is still a movie that has full like plot points of domestic abuse full scenes of it absolutely that's what i was gonna say is like Especially with mob movies, you're like, oh, well, it's a mob movie. So there's all this, you know, stuff that's going to be really uh, upsetting in it. Your expectations are so skewed that um, I will also say I was it wasn't until the end that I was reflecting that I was like, oh, wow, there wasn't a lot of like extreme nudity, which is funny because it was still like very misogynist. (laughs) Uh huh. (laughs) Because, yeah, yeah. Which it does like on purpose. Like, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. I understand that. Right. It's the same sort of thing with Raging Bull where they're like. No, he's like showing that he's a bad guy on purpose. And it's like, all right, well, yeah. we don't really have to. Some people want to watch someone watch that. being a bad guy, being cruel to people. It was also really racist. It was so racist. The thing that always strikes me with these movies where, like these man movies where then somebody will come out and be like, no, it's actually like a critique of masculinity. And yeah. here's why, why, and why. Okay, <laughs> you can read it that way. The vast majority of men who love this movie and are explaining it to you on a date are not looking at it through that lens. Totally. Being like, oh, this really, the way that this fits into the the feminist media that I like to, uh, that <laughs> like, I like They're to not putting consume. it in conversation yeah. with other pieces. That's never. They're just looking at it and enjoying it. That's such a great point. And not point. actually like analyzing the, the racism and the misogyny. That's such a great point. That you're putting in to show that these men are racist and misogynist, but then- people are not taking away from their viewing experience. Like we shouldn't be racist or misogynist. They're just like, Oh, that film was like awesome. And so fun. The same Mm. people I know who have ever been like really defensive of movies like this to me, men um, are the same ones who, when I bring up media that is like, that are difficult because they're about someone's experience with like sexual assault, for example, Mm. they're like, I don't want to watch that. It seems too upsetting. You know, like, I don't like I don't know if I want to watch this Woody Allen, this documentary about Woody Allen or watch um, like I may destroy you because I think it might upset me. It's like, are you? Yeah, this upset me. And it's not Mm -hmm. even about someone getting justice from the experience. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's so scary is that this stuff, these man movies don't upset them. 
like at all. That's such a good point. It's like, how come you can watch this then? And not something from a survivor just telling the a perspective story. of somebody who's actually lived it. Right. You know? <sighs> yeah. I think it's that thing of like, when you're watching it from the man point of view, rather than like the survivor of whatever, you're still making that man the protagonist yeah. and the person that you root for. Totally. So you're still centering that storyline right. and teaching audiences to side with that person mm. instead of the people that they are like perpetrating yeah. violence against. Yeah. I think when I said that he and Robert De Niro were being crazy, it's when they were beating the crap out of somebody on the ground. I don't even remember who, but someone just kind of made them mad. <laughs> was that, that wasn't the guy that they eventually kidnap and stab. Who? Butts or whatever his name was. <laughs> I think that his name may have been Butts. Be Bats. Bats. <laughs> who was it you're referring to? I believe his name was Butt. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think his name was Butt. <laughs> Mr. Butt? <laughs> Sir Butt? The honorary Butt? Um, the guy who in the first yeah. scene gets stabbed to death, you see the origin story of that fight and Joe Pesci comes back and like punches the heck out of him on, the, on the ground. Yeah, that's probably him. Liana, I felt the same way. You've said, is this jail? <laughs> they're put in prison and then all of a sudden they're like in sort of a rec center with oh, a, a, a spacious room yeah yep a table with a tablecloth soft lighting yeah and it turned out yeah an airbnb it seemed like an airbnb but it just was a, a secret part of jail that's the thing that they reserve for mobsters they explained that they're like yeah this is how we got to we're wise guys so you know because we have all these connections yeah. all these corrupt connections uh -huh. we're able to get the nice stuff but you're like where is this what part it is did, this is this like the ground so much space <laughs> they were in the groundskeeper's space <laughs> like of jail little cottage every jail <laughs> blueprint will show in the layout groundskeepers yeah, space rustic cottage and that's where they keep the mafia guys <laughs> cottage core region yeah. of the jail <laughs> just in case anybody has with full kitchen uh, little money for our itching palms um <laughs> yeah and they were given whole salamis oh my gosh this movie made me so hungry but also so nauseated mm. at the same time that's confusing the duality of man. The duality of mob. Yeah, Liana, you said world record for saying busting balls. Just busting your balls. Stop busting my balls. Or he's always busting balls. He was balls. busting his balls. Stop busting balls. Stop busting it's my again, balls. It's like, it ball busting. This is so male. Such a male experience. I've never felt that my balls were being busted once. One time, when I was in college, there was a man who was a hoe. And he... He couldn't remember my name. And I was Ugh. like, we've met. They I, never I said to him, we've met a bunch of times. And Oof. he was like, ha ha. I really like a girl who busts my balls. No. And I was like, I didn't bust your balls. I said that you didn't remember my name. I Ugh. said a fact. And because you're such garbage, those facts <laughs> came off as an insult no balls were being busted. I think that this movie and that experience can tell us that men romanticize ball busting. Yeah. You're just trying to make this about your balls. Yeah. God, they really were. Well, speaking of college, Sienna, your final note is this coked out nightmare was how I felt every day of college. Kind of one of the final major scenes. Of oh, this God. Movie. Like <laughs> this last sequence is yeah. him he wakes up in the morning he's so coked out the whole day but the whole day he's like all right yeah. i need to get home i need to stir the sauce and he's just awesome pick up my brother from the airport i need to get mm -hmm. to this i need to get this coke i need to get very day from hell energy he has like so much to do yeah um, and he can't he's gotta be he keeps having to go back and forth from place to place and there's once. just no like stillness yeah yeah that's how i felt every day of college i had all these things that i had oh. to do across the way and i'm like why did i commit to all of these things and there's not quite time for all of them but you have to just hope that they all can get done yeah. in the span of one day. Absolutely. I get that. Coffee up. I do think they did that very well. I thought that was a, a very effectively done sequence. Yeah. And 
honestly, by that point, I, I, I was maybe not quite wishing that Ray Liotta would shut the hell up. Huh. I thought it was it was working by that point, the narration. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I, I love how much you seem to have a problem with him. You also at one point said that Ray Liotta looks like a rabbit. He does. I didn't think about him, I think, at all throughout the whole movie. Oh, interesting, because he was the lead He was the lead. Role. He was most of it, he was, both visually and sonically. Yeah, yeah, he was everywhere. <laughs> he was everywhere. Sorry, everybody, we need to freeze a guy in a meat truck. We'll be right back. Joe Pesci was supposed to, quote unquote, get made, which I guess means you become one of like the... You become a boss. Yeah, the the mob bosses. I honestly, though, it was a little bit hilarious the way that he died. <laughs> like to look at an empty room, say, oh, no. And then... <laughs> yeah, the oh, no. Hilarious. <laughs> For those to be your last words, like those are the most accurate last words in history. Um, so those are probably so much of human history's last words. Oh, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're realizing it's about to happen. <laughs> and they all go, oh, no. And then they get stabbed, shot, axed. That'd be kind of thrown. That'd be kind of beautiful if that's what we all say. In a way, we all enter the next oh, no. phase with an oh, no. We all leave this life saying, oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Liana, you've said... Just yelling. A lot of yelling. Coked up idiots yelling. This is Karen and Ray. Karen and Henry. Oh, yeah. When they realize they are out of money. <laughs> and they're on the ground. Just yelling. Just yelling. yelling in the corner. <laughs> what is there That's to do? That's all they were doing. Honey, hold me in your arms and let's yell together. <laughs> <laughs> Cradle me while we yell ourselves into a stupor. I was there for you. I was there for you when you were at your worst. I was there for you when you were yelling in turmoil. I yelled mm-hmm. with you when we were at our wit's end. Do you promise to yell with this man? Yeah. In sickness and in health. To have and to hold, to yell, to yell and to hold. And to yell. <laughs> in sickness and in yell. Till death do you yell. <laughs> well, Sienna. Yes. Shall shall we uh cook a full delicious meal mm-hmm. into our next segment? Badges and trages. Yes, absolutely. This is the segment where we give badges for busting balls. Guys. Oh, <laughs> we give badges for busting balls and trages for betrayals. Hey, I have a badge for TBH. These freeze frames. Interesting. They created a fun stylistic experience for the mm. for a mob movie. Yeah. I have a badge for a dog, which actually turned out to be a badge for several dogs. I have a badge for a woman narrator. <laughs> oh. <laughs> which we've noticed, like, I think one other time. Anyway, they it made the switch. It was kind of fun that they made a narration switch partway through, I guess. Mm, yeah. yeah, that took me by surprise. A badge for a tiny lamp on each dinner table. I love when a restaurant has a tiny lamp oh, on every table. I it love makes it that. so cozy. I love and then you can also read the menu. I love that uh badge for she is so good at screaming slash yelling guttural deep guttural she she Mm -hmm. she let it out throaty badge for this wig commercial i loved it (laughs) he's jumping in the pool he's he's i was so silly (laughs) badge for (laughs) i loved this moment after they after um, Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro are being insane and beat up that guy, they go to Joe Pesci's mom's house. Mm-hmm. They go there. She cooks them a meal. And then there's probably some stupid symbolic reason that this exists. I'm now realizing. But she brings out a painting that has like dogs on it and like a guy. Oh, And I don't know if they're improvising or something, but all of the mobsters need to comment on the painting and at one point joe pesci says i like this one dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way (laughs) apparently a lot of it also was developed through improv again not a surprise Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. badge for this silk nightgown set that she wears it was very gorgeous like pink silk Mm. badge for the zoo they spend a moment at the zoo they do they're going to throw the guy into a lion's what? den. 
Yeah. Wow, I didn't see that at all. Really? There was a lion. The lion was what? upside down at one point because he's looking at it from upside down. I'm, I guess I skipped that whole thing. <laughs> I get it. Badge for all these dogs. <laughs> Throughout the film, they're keeping more and more dogs because he kept having more and more mistresses that he had to buy things oh. for. <laughs> the one plus side of adultery is that there are a <laughs> lot of dogs around. A dog tree. A badge for the food. The food, the food, the food. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my they God. They really did it up. There was lots of cooking. And it looked, yeah. it was wonderful. My final badge is a badge for this blue robe. Robert De Niro is wearing a fluffy blue robe at one point during the coked up day from hell. He opens the door in the morning. And I said, I love that. I love that. <laughs> my final badge is for, quote, bronchial, LOL. Oh, my God. <laughs> at the end. I also love that. Yeah. At the end, they're like, you know, when they're about to go into witness protection, he's like, I don't want to go. I want to stay somewhere hot, whatever. And they're like, well, we can't really like choose where you go it's witness protection and karen's like he's bronchial <laughs> then they're like well if you're legitimately bronchial and he's like i'm I legitimately am, bronchial. I'm bronchial he's bronchial <laughs> he's legitimately bronchial that's great trages oh god this fucking movie a trage for the n-word yeah my first trage is for n-word ew mm-hmm. right a trage the for the f-word what, just another mob movie where they're slinging slurs around. I have a trage for mean to women, of course. They're all just mm-hmm. like cruel to their women slash the hysterical woman thing. Like she played yep. it in a really good, she, she, she played this particular character, you know, very well, very, she brought it her all. But yeah, that was like her whole character. A trage for unnecessary boob. Uh-huh. As always. Trudge for these racist, just racist, like the characters are very racist. And then like the one black character they have does like exactly what they say, already racistly saying, you know, like it just Mm -hmm. trudge. Trudge for Saturdays were for the wives. Fridays were for the girlfriends. (laughs) Just all this, just treat objectification and maltreatment Mm -hmm. of women Mm -hmm. throughout yeah and then there's that moment where he sees a new woman he wants and he just kind of like you can just tell he's gonna have her he gives her the look of an eel it's (laughs) crazy but if i ever made eye contact with an eel i think it would feel exactly the way that that did (laughs) i have a trudge for killing stacks that was shocking oh oh that scene was there was so much blood in that scene i actually couldn't believe it was allowed there was so much blood it's one shot. I'm sure it was. Yeah. I don't know what they did. A, a trage for me thinking their relationship was nice. At the beginning of their relationship, Karen and Henry's, I was like, oh, they kind of actually seem to really like each other. And this actually seems different from other mob movies where the man hates his wife. Right. And then over the course of the film, he hated his wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sucks. It just sucks to watch men hate women like that's not yeah. a fun thing to look at uh-huh. oh this is my final trudge um somehow my final trudge is oh man not carbone i liked the cut of his jibs oh cut uh, jibs uh, he's the one who ends up um in a meat freezer in the meat truck but right. before that he was kind of like a pal like he was a legitimate character who was around i liked he his was? haircut yeah, he was like their driver, and he he was like... The, it's was he cold. the guy who was always speaking in Italian? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. He was the one There was where, a guy who was always speaking in Italian, because the captions would say, speaks in Italian. I don't know. He was just at the card game, and when they sh- when they shot Spider's foot, he was like, okay, come on. Like, thanks a lot, mm. you guys. And then later, he's like, it's cold in the car. I gotta wait for the car to warm up before I go and... Oh, yeah. And then he ended up... Yeah. I was like, come on, what a waste. Not Carbone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why I felt such an affection for him, but I was sad. A <laughs> uh, uh, trage for this simply is the Godfather uh-huh. in many, many ways. Yeah. We have seen this movie three other times. And my final trage is a trage for so goddamn long. It was long. I was For a movie that's very frenetically paced, it was still so long and dragged. I was getting sleepy. Mm-hmm. At the end I was there. so hungry. I was just like, when is this going to end? The second after this movie ended, I flung myself into bed in my clothing 
and immediately fell asleep. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, thought I made tortellini. I love that. We Thank both you. we both took care of our needs. <laughs> we took action. <laughs> Liana, shall we move on to our next segment? Yes. Which of course is one that you have noted is going to be very important mm-hmm. for our listeners. This is how to pretend you've seen this film. This mm-hmm. is for you mm. are at the Copacabana. Yeah. You're at the Copacabana on a Saturday You're night. You're seated at a gorgeous little table with a little lamp and you've taken yourself there just by yourself. Just Nobody with you. So I'm going to have a little a little me time just and take myself time. on a little date. And uh and Hen- Ray Liotta. Ray. Ray. <laughs> Ray. Ray, and you can see Ray um bursts out of the the kitchen. He has taken a long, very long route to get here and you can you can tell. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Uh, he weaves through the crowds and he's talking to people and get, getting money from some people, giving money to some people, you know, like causing a stir. He weaves mm-hmm. his way to your table and oh. sits down. And you're like, this is, I just, of all the tables. Come on. I'm here alone. Of all the tables in all the Copacabanas. a lovely time. Alone. And uh, he comes, he sits down next to you and he says, <sighs> I took a long weaving path to get here. To sit right next to you because I can see in your eyes <laughs> that you have never seen a film that is so good uh, it's going to change your life. Oh my god, it's and to get the movie Ray Good Fellas, and I'm gonna tell to you to get Ray to stop busting your balls <laughs> with movie facts, we're gonna give you a few sentences you can say to pretend you've seen the film Good Fellas. Yes, Ray, I've seen the movie Good Fellas. Something for men to take note of is if she won't go out with you alone, that's because you're a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Ray. I have seen the film Goodfellas. It really is just another mob movie, but the way that it stands out is that it was made in the 90s. So there's more <laughs> modern stylistic choices we might recognize, such as a freeze frame. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ray, I've seen the movie Goodfellas. It features the same useless advice many have given me, a woman with an anxiety disorder, throughout my life. Karen, don't worry about it. (laughs) Yes, Ray, I have seen the film Goodfellas. There were a few moments while watching where I said, ooh, I can tell that the camera work is like, changing in some way or the editing is getting faster paced in a way where they're probably implying it's probably trying to set a different tone for a more chaotic moment in the actual narrator's experience Mm. or something like that i can't be sure because it just really doesn't matter (laughs) at all (laughs) but uh get away from me yes i've seen the movie (gasps) Look, Ray, just because I rollerbladed here does not mean I want to hear about you talking about the movie Goodfellas. What am I, a schmuck on wheels? Yes, Ray, I have seen the film Goodfellas. People love that movie. They love it. They love it. They love it because it's uh, thought of as being quite accurate, the way that mobsters kill each other, etc., etc. And it's a very immersive experience because Ray Liotta, of course, is talking in your ear the whole time. So you will feel immersed in the mob world. And to be honest, Ray, I know that's all you really want in life. That's all you want. You bug. Get out of get out of here. Get away from my table. You bug. Stop buzzing around. Buzzing my balls. Very different. Something very different. Hell yeah. Yeah. Set boundaries. We'll see Anna. Let us let us leave this table behind. It's not worth watching the mediocre stand-up that they perform in the film at the Copacabana <laughs> anyway. Take my wife. About how this man hates his wife. Surprise! To our segment, Should You Watch This Or, uh-huh. in which we tell you if we think you should watch this movie or if you should do perhaps something different with the time you have on this earth. Liana, what would you say? Okay, throughout this movie, as many know, I recently moved away from Los Angeles and there are many things that I do not miss about it. And there are many things that I do miss about it. And one of the things that I miss the most is a pizza place that does a Sicilian style pizza. Oh, 
And that pizza place is called Prime Pizza. Oh, it's so good. So what I would recommend you do instead of watching the movie Goodfellas is on a Tuesday, because that's when they do double points for their ordering system for delivery. You should order either the grandmother or the other one (laughs) that was also vegetarian of the Sicilian style square pizzas from Prime Pizza. I miss it so much. Sienna, what would you say? No, you do not have to watch the film Goodfellas. Um, it was probably my favorite of the mob movies that we've seen. Mm. But like, that's not that much of a surprise <laughs> because mm-hmm. the uh, the bar is weird. Um, uh, the bar is weird. <laughs> uh, but you don't have to watch it. If you know any mob tropes, that's just that's it. <laughs> People get killed. Yep. Women are mistreated. There's a mm-hmm. little racist stuff tossed in for flavor and mm. uh there's drugs sometimes yeah I, you know it's organized crime baby uh what you can do instead is watch stanley tucci searching for italy <gasps> oh! which is where he goes through italy and cooks in different oh. regions of the country and it's delightful and if you like watching oh. cooking and you want that italian culture which is what's a lot of the fun part about watching uh the, the mob movies that we've seen is like there's the Italian culture, Italian-American culture. And anyway, yeah, one wonderful Italian-American we know about is Stanley Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> one of our best Italian-Americans. Best Italian-Americans uh, at large right now. At large. <laughs> Cooking, being delightful. It's really a wonderful mm. time. I would recommend doing mm-hmm. that. Instead. Oh, you can do that while eating a pizza from Prime Pizza. Oh. That would be the perfect way to spend an evening. That's my good fella. Liana, Stanley Tucci. what would you rate the film Goodfellas? Uh, I think I'm going to give this movie a two. Okay. Two wonderfully prepared Italian dinners out of five. It was so violent. It was so violent. It was so unpleasant to look at for so much of it. But weirdly, the other parts of it were very engaging. Mm -hmm. So I did enjoy parts of it. Yeah. There was so much misogyny. There was racism. There was homophobia. It just like so much of it sucked to watch. And then the parts that didn't, I I really enjoyed. So it was a very confusing experience. Totally. (laughs) Overall. Totally. Sienna, what would you rate the film? Yeah. Goodfellas. I think engaging is a good word. Um, mm. uh, I will give this film three prison salamis out of five. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It's one of those where when I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, it could be higher on the list of these movies. And I wouldn't be surprised. You know, like I because I, mm. I'm enjoying I'm more engaged than I am with a lot of the other ones that came higher than it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think it did what it was trying to do well. I, I got it. Mm. Yeah, I got it. I don't remember a lot of other Scorsese movies, but this was like, I'm like, yeah, this is the one that you can just, you can be I done. mean, compared to Raging Bull. Exactly. Like, Raging ugh. Bull and Taxi Driver. Oh. So like. Scorsese did Taxi Driver? Yeah. Oh my God, fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah, he's in Taxi Driver. We sucked. <laughs> um, He's in it? Oh my God, that's right. He's, oh. Yeah, he's the one who's like, shoot my wife. <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember. Um, oh. Anyway, so this is definitely like his movie that he should have done. This should be should be it. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the only movie Martin Scorsese should have made. I think three is is fair. You know, besides that, it's just it's another mob movie, and mm-hmm. so many annoying people are going to be annoying about it. <laughs> oh, yep. But anyway, good fellas. There you go. Sure. Annoying people will be annoying about it. Good. And that's the movie. Well, there you go, everybody. This has been Tossed Popcorn's review of Goodfellas. <laughs> a couple of good fellas. Oh, a handful just of good a couple. Fellas. Oh, what, what a bunch of good fellas. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, we're on Patreon. I know you hear that every episode, but take action. Join us there. Subscribe. We post gorgeous bo- bonus content there deleted scenes video content screenshots memes yeah etc 
it's well worth it. Yeah. Hop in there, see what's going on, join our little Discord chat. And if there's everybody ever, in it is a real cutie. Anything that you would like on the Patreon, I'm not saying we'll do it. <laughs> just but you know, <laughs> you can you can let us know your yeah. thoughts cuz we're just Yeah. We're, just we're a getting of gals. close to probably posting whole on Patreon. <laughs> Look, we'll do it. And join us next week when we will be watching The French connection. Oh, oui, oui. Ah, bonsoir. Enchanté. Allô. Ananas. Did you say, would you like pineapples? Uh, I said some of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. I'm just looking up why why Goodfellas good. <laughs> from BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.